Can you hear me okay? I can hear myself. Just a wee bit boomy. Do you remember I've got a Steen's Royce Nicola? So we always called in our family a Steen's Royce. When you're a Steen's Royce, you never needed any microphone. Anyway, I've got a wee tip for Bethany. Don't drink four hot chocolates. Last Monday she drank four hot chocolates, honestly. She was cleaning tables, up machines, cleaning windows, up chairs, cleaning, doing everything. I said to her last week, make sure next week if you're here you only drink three hot chocolates, don't drink four hot chocolates. It's lovely to be here and uh, just to share. I was just thinking and praying through the week about what I would speak about and uh, I've been thinking of speaking on the children of Israel moving out of captivity in Egypt and uh, it was a bit too theological for me. So I thought, right, I've been watching the, Euro the Commonwealth Games and the European Games and uh, I've been quite glued to it actually at times. It's, it's been so good and uh, I thought I'll, I'll speak about the race. I, I felt the Lord just said to me, Sandy, speak about being in the race and all the things you need to do to be a competitor in the race. So uh, I'm going to speak in these two verses from Hebrews and uh, just one or two other verses just to complement these verses and uh, just titled it Running the Christian Race Well. So Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, just share these couple of verses with you. They're on the screen if you just want to look at them, if you want to turn them in your Bible, fine. Uh, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for you and for me, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning the shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. These are powerful and challenging verses indeed. In the scriptures, particularly in the New Testament, there's a lot said about races. 2 Timothy 4 and 7 says, I have fought the good fight, I've finished the race, and I've kept the faith. Some testimony, isn't it? I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race and I've kept the faith. That would just be a wonderful testimony to have for each of us, wouldn't it? Fighting the fight, finishing the race and keeping the faith. 1 Corinthians 9, 24, 25 says this. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run? But only one gets the prize. Run in such a way Asked to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. You have a look at myself and you can see the strict training. They do it to get the crown that will not last. When they're competitors in the Europe, the, the Commonwealth and European Games, they do it to get the crown. It's only temporary. They need to win the next one, and they need to win the next one, and the next one needs to be bigger. But in our race, the Christian race, 
We get a prize and a crown that lasts forever, for eternity. Amen. It's wonderful, isn't it? So I'd just like to share these just four headings and I'll stick to my notes and I've got my timer, <laughs> Joe Brown and Jamie, and I've got to say, I think that's about three minutes, that's for an egg. Things. It's quite funny when you're a bit like myself and sometimes some things triggers something in your mind and, and my wife Margaret, she said to me last night, stick to your notes Sandy because you'll take ages if you don't and then I just I decide I'm going to do that and then, you know, and then I forget, you know. <laughs> But the boy went to the doctors and he says, Doctors, doctor, I feel as if I'm dying. So the doctor examined him and he says, By the way, you're dying. He says, What? He says, You're dying. He says, How long have I got to live? He says, Three minutes. He says, What? He says, Three minutes. He says, What can I do? He says, Bail an egg. <laughs> anyway, that just came to mind. Okay, Margaret shaking her head. But. But at the end of the day, from these two verses, from these two verses, I just want to share these four things. You need to be motivated to run well. You've got to be motivated. If there's no motivation, you're not going to run well. You need to be motivated to run well. You need to cast the weights off you that would hinder you and hold you back to run well, to win the prize. Get rid of the weights. You need to have perseverance and endurance, keeping going. You've got to keep going in the Christian race. It's so important. We've got all sorts of trials and tribulations and pitfalls in our life, but you know what? You need to keep going. And the last one is the big one. You need to keep your eyes on the prize to run well. If you're going to run well, you need to keep your eyes on the prize and for ourselves fixing our eyes upon Jesus there is no greater prize so I'll just share these four headings but but before I look at before I look at them there's one thing that's really important you've probably heard the saying it's, it's always in the TV you've got to be in it to win it it's usually associated with the lottery isn't it usually, you've got to be in it to win it it's the same in the Christian race. You've got to be in it to win it. So how are you in it? You need to be a Christian. You need to be a Christian to be in the race. If you're not a Christian, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart for salvation, you're not even in the race. You're not in the race. That's what qualifies you. If you want to be in the Commonwealth Games, the European Games, you need to set a qualifying time. There's a, sorry, there's a qualifying time. You need to be in that qualifying time. You just can't decide I'm going to run in the Olympic Games or the European Games or the Commonwealth Games and go and do it. You can't do that. There's a qualifying time. To be in the Christian race, you need to qualify. And that qualification is being a Christian. And the Bible tells us, way back in Genesis, that 
were born in our sin. Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. That sin separated us from God. It separated us. We were joined and it separated us from God. And all through the Old Testament, the Bible tells us there will come one, a Messiah. There will come one who will be able to be the bridge between ourselves and God. And that bridge will bring us back into a relationship with God. And that was Jesus. And Jesus went to the cross and he died for us to take on board the sins of humanity. And he went into a tomb and he promised that he would raise, be raised the third day. And Jesus Christ was raised the third day. And the Bible tells us he reigns at God's right hand at the moment interceding for us. But what do we need to do? So what do we need to do to get from there to there? Well, we need to ask Jesus into our heart to be the bridge and to bring back that relationship with God. We need to confess we're sinners. I think each of, us, each of us know that we're sinners. We're sinners by nature, we're born in sin, and we're sinners by practice. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, the Bible says. And we need to seek God's forgiveness. We need to repent of our sins, seek God's forgiveness, and ask the Lord Jesus Christ into our heart as our Saviour and as our Lord. And that gets us into the race. That gets us into the race. We're not the end product. We're always seeking to keep our eyes on Jesus. But that gets us into the race. You need to be motivated to run well. And these verses are laying out some of the motivational factors. We need to be motivated. There's nothing worse than being with somebody and they're no motivated for anything. It's a nightmare. All the motivation comes from you. And they're no movi not motivated about anything. It's a struggle with people who have no motivation. What's one of the big motivators here? In the chapter before this, chapter 11, the Bible talks about a cloud of witnesses. People that have run the race before us. Noah, Moses, Sarah, Paul, Elijah. The Bible talks about all sorts of people who have run the race well. And that's their cloud of witnesses. Now at the end of the day, there's nothing better than supporters when you're in a race. There's nothing better than supporters. Supporters when you're in a, in a race. And I don't know if you've ever been in a race, but uh, I did when I was younger, a lot younger. There's nothing better than folk cheering you on and willing you to win and willing you to get to the end. And we're surrounded by saints down through the ages who should have motivated us to be like them, to be like them. Not to idolise them, but to be like them. If you've ever run a race and or even sat in the sidelines and watched one, you know the power of people cheering you on. In the Commonwealth Games, there's a, a smashing runner. Uh, oh, jinx. 
I don't know if I can pronounce her name. I think it's Elish McCogan. Is it Elish? Elish. Elish. There's always somebody I'll tell you the right names. Never get the right names. Elish McCogan. Her mum was Liz McCogan. Liz McCogan was a great runner. Elish McCogan is a great runner. She looks like her mum. She looks dead awkward. Tall, gangly, doesn't look like an athlete, runs awkward, always looks in pain. She just, <laughs> she does. She's good round. Aye, she sounds wonderful, doesn't she? <laughs> she's good round the last bend at the Commonwealth Games and she's beat. She's beat in the last bend at the Commonwealth Games. She's beat. The camera focuses into her face. You want to see the pain in her face? She's beat. She said in an interview that when she got round the last bend, she heard the crowd cheering for her. And what a noise it was. It was like an inferno. <coughs> and she found the strength <coughs> to go over the line and get the gold medal. Hope she's not listening. <laughs> and I said what she looked like. But you know what? Doesn't it matter what she looked like? She won the gold medal because she had support. People were behind her. And that's what needs to happen here at New Beginnings. We need to support each other. What a difference it makes. We need to encourage each other. We need to lift each other up. That happens in new beginnings. It's happened to me for many years in here. God has placed you here for a purpose. And part of your purpose is to support each other. Not all of us are strong, like myself. No, not all of us are strong. Sometimes we struggle. Sometimes we struggle in life. It's, support, it's important to support each other support each other in our successes and support each other in our heartaches and if your life's been full of successes just wait until tomorrow there just might be a heartache there for you a trial and tribulation so it's important to be there for each other encouraging supporting getting alongside one of another lifting up each other it's so important for athletics when they're running to have somebody at the front a pace setter there's always somebody at the front and usually that person at the front doesn't win but they push the rest of them on and we need to get alongside people and push each other on philippians paul says in philippians join together in following my example brothers and sisters and just as you has, have us as a model, keep your eyes on those that love as you do. You need to keep your eyes on those that love as you do. Don't keep your eyes on the world. Because you'll go down the tubes. Don't keep your eyes on the world. Keep your eyes on people that love as you do. Look for examples to imitate. Not idolize, but imitate in relation to their Christian walk. There's Bill and Kathy there. I was just thinking about John and Anne. Eileen. Look at people that have been on the road for a while. Imitate them. Try and be like them. They're godly people. They're godly people. 
You need to cast off your weights. It took me months to cast off my, sorry, years. I've been in a diet for 30 years and I've got one stone. Seriously, that is true. 13 years and I've got one stone. There's something some no right. I'll think of a talk to the dietitians. No really been given me the correct advice. In order to run well, we need to cast off our weights. Lighters faster in athletics or gymnastics or swimming. I've been watching the high boat, the high diving board, the synchronized diving and things like that. It's been wonderful. I can't even swim all into myself. If runners are to perform at their best, they need to cast off the weights. Now, the interesting thing is, the interesting thing is, if you look at athletics, they're all, they're all over the years have been thinking about things to cast off the weights and the, so they can go faster and be stronger, be much quicker. And they cast, they still like to look well. I was just watching the athletics. They still all like wearing their makeup and their lipstick, the hundred meters. And their nails are about, this is the new thing in athletics. Their nails are about an inch long. Right? And, and at the end of the day, the women are the same. Tony Malarski is shaking his head at the back. If you don't get a shake of the head for Tony, you're real no sweet. It's when he goes that way, you got a problem. Listen, to be serious, are you going to win a race wearing a pair of Doc Martens? <laughs> Seriously? They're okay for the festival. You look cool at a festival with your Doc Martens on. They're okay for a festival. You're never going to win a race with a pair of Doc Martens on. Or bother boots. As Tommy Proctor used to wear when he was younger, so you could get caught. You'll never win a race wearing the wrong attire. You'll never. Shake off the weight, and it, it's called the sin that clings to you. The sin that clings to you. Get rid of the weight. Can you imagine the strictly come dancing dancers with their Viennese walls ball gown competing in the marathon? Oti Mabusi, can you imagine her competing in the marathon with Viennese walls ball gown on? We need to write attire, brothers and sisters, relate that to the Christian walk and the Christian race. We need to shake off the sin that so easily entangles us. There's a wee man in the Bible called Zacchaeus and he was up a tree and Jesus was passing by and he wanted to see Jesus because he knew there was something different about him. He was full of sin. He was full of sin. He stole money off people. He was a tax collector. He didn't just get the right taxes, he got more and more and more and more and stole off people. But you know what? He knew that Jesus could change his life. He knew that Jesus could deal with his sin that was entangling him. And when Jesus walked by, he looked up and Zacchaeus was hiding in the tree and he says to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I'm going to dine in your house. And everybody thought, Imagine Jesus going to 
gets dinner with a sinner. But do you know what? It changed his life. He shook off the sin that entangled him. He asked Jesus to be his Saviour and Lord. And you know what he said? I'm going to give people that I owe money to four times as much back as I owe them. Because I've been sinful and I've been wrong and I need to shake it off. We can't afford to be hindered by sin. The sin that so easily entangles. There's some sticky sins that just stick with you, really entangle you. Some sticky sins. Sometimes you don't even think they're sins or you don't want to think they're sins. Grumpiness. Grumpiness. I never thought grumpiness was a sin. Where's, where's Jamie going? <laughs> I talk about grumpiness. I worked with him in the coffee house and honestly, there was, wasn't he a less grumpy person? Honestly. What are you doing all for Sunday? All right, Jamie, no problem. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Grumpiness. Grumpiness. Discontent. How many Christians in life do you meet that are discontent? We have a lot to be content about. We need to be content about our salvation. If you're having a really bad day, there's millions worse than you if you're having a bad day. And see if you've had Christ in your heart and your life and you're having a bad day. You can still be content. Even in the toughness. Even in the trials. Even when you're down. Thank God for your salvation. You can thank God for your salvation. Gossip. These kind of sins. Gossip. Oh, I never talk about anybody. Look at that dress, doesn't he suit it, doesn't she? You know, look at these shoes he's got on. The men don't really talk as much as the women, don't they? No, I don't. I don't think the men are I don't think the men are as gossiping. Now, Rachel. No, I think the men can be just as bad, Margaret. Uh, envy. I want what you've got. I want what you've got. And I want bigger, and I want better, and I want more. So I've got one of my three cars will I got in the day. I need to get a bigger house. This one's no big enough. I need to get this. I need to get that. I need to get that. And I'm envious because they've got it. I want it. That's where the world is. That's where the world is. You don't ever hear anybody saying, I want their joy. They look really content. I just want to be as content. I still want them to be content. I would love that. You don't, people don't talk like that. It's today with power, authority, domination, control, finance. That's what it's to do with for the world. But in Christ, it's different. It's different. We need to throw off the weights. Throw off the weights. The sin that entangles. Throw off the weights. If you're going up my hot air balloon, I've not been up my hot air balloon. <laughs> but a friend of mine that was, we got her a hot air balloon right for her 80th birthday. A friend of mine was a counsellor. And she did a hot air balloon ride at 80. And what she said was that she loved going higher and higher and higher. And what happened was the guy that was in the hot air balloon, he threw over the ballasts that were keeping the balloon down. Whenever he threw them over, the balloon went higher. 
when you throw the weights off in your Christian race, you're able to go higher. You're able to have more love, more compassion, be more Christ-like, being a bit more like Jesus each day. That needs to be our aim and our goal, be a bit more like Jesus each day, going higher and higher and higher in Christ. You need to have perseverance to run well. You need to keep going. You need to keep going. If you've not done any training, you can't keep going because you've no stamina. You need to be in the Christian race, reading the scriptures, meeting with other Christians, praying, asking God to be deeper and deeper and deeper in your life. That's what keeps you going. Run with perseverance the race that is marked. There's a race that's marked out for you. There's a race marked out for you. And don't stray into somebody else's lane because you think their race is better than yours. Just keep in your lane because it's marked out for you. And there's a prize only for you. It takes work, it takes commitment, it's a huge, huge effort. Can you run a marathon without preparation? No chance. You can't run a marathon without preparation. This is a marathon we're in. It's no 100-yard sprint. You don't see the marathon folk wear makeup and lipstick. You don't see them doing that. And at the end of the day, they can do it in 100 metres because it's started and it's finished. The Christian race is a long-distance run. It's even longer than a 10,000 metres. But you need to keep going. There's a price for following Jesus. Don't let anybody kid you that there's not a price. There's a price. It's tough. It's not easy. But in the race, we've got him with us. We've got Jesus with us in the race. We've got other Christians with us. No competing against us necessarily, but with us, supporting us. I love just to see the relay race. And maybe somebody's, I was watching it last night actually, and the guy that leads off is doing brilliant. And then the second one's maybe not just as good. And the third one's a wee bit better. And then the last one comes in and finishes it. And then they all give each other a hug at the end. And I've seen them, I've seen them winning the gold medal and I've seen them in their disappointment when things just didn't go so well. Are you prepared for the race set before you? You need to be prepared for the race. It can be tough. Life's circumstances can be tough. You've got to prepare yourself for it. Get before the Lord. Ask the Lord to be with you in whatever trial or difficult situation you're in. And also be with you in your successes when things are going well. One of the problems I've got, when things are going well, I forget I need to speak to God. I forget I need to speak to God. When the boxer wins the fight, he's then off for about another year. He forgets he needs to train to a fortnight before it. We've got to keep in training. We've got to keep training. Paul says, 
that as Christians we are being strengthened, Colossians, with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Endurance. We're being strengthened by his power so that we can endure, we can persevere, we can keep going. You need to keep your eye, your eyes on the prize to run well. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. You need to keep your eyes on the prize. So we need motivation, yes. And we need encouragement from each other. And we need to rid ourselves of the things that so easily entangles us. I've been trying to take weeds out during the summer. It's a nightmare. See if you're trying to get a weed separated from the weeds go that high, the flowers go that high. I know that because I'm a horticultural expert. When the grass is that high, I know it needs cut. When you can't see because the hedge is overflowing, I know I need to use Tommy Crompton's electric shears on it. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we know what sin does. We know what sin does in our life. You know the things you struggle with. You know the things you struggle with. This guy here knows the things I struggle with. And Satan attacks me in here in relation to the things I struggle with. That was a big one when I was involved in counselling. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's where Satan attacks you. In here. And all the scenarios you think come to the worst conclusion that they can come to because Satan wants to attack you in here. My daddy used to say, Sandy, good stuff in, rubbish out. Good stuff in, keep putting good stuff in. It's not one, it's not one off experience being trans transformed by the doing of your mind. It's a daily, constant experience. We need motivation, encouragement, rid ourselves of all this stuff. The sin that would entangle us. But none of that matters at all. None of it matters. If we don't keep our eyes on the prize. Keep looking to Jesus. That's it. We need to be going forward. There's a wee Israeli boy. He's a great runner. He won the student world championships. Just a few days ago. And he wasn't going to win the race. But two folk needed to qualify. And he was saying. He was a violent run. And he's, he's, he's just, he's running up, not like this, but something like that. He's running up. And all of a sudden, he almost kind of stopped. And he looked back. And the guy behind them was then in front of him. And he wasn't a second, he was third. He was clearly going to be second. Clearly going to be second. But he looked behind. We need not to look behind. When we look behind, we've got problems. That's the old things. The Apostle Paul said to the Galatians, you're going to stop looking back, said to the Galatians. Stop looking at the things behind you. You've got Christ in front of you. Don't look at all the things that held you back. The point Paul was making was, when he spoke to the Galatians, set your mind in the things above. Set your mind in going forward. You've died to Christ. You've left the old. 
if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation, the Bible says. The old things are passed away. Listen, see the old things that you loved on and you get feeding from and that restricted you and caused you to sin. They're behind you. Look forward to the prize of the high calling of God. I can need to finish. Look forward to the prize of the high calling of God. When the runners run in the race, they run for the gold medal. They run for the prize. That's okay. That's what they're trained for. That's what they're there for. That's what they're getting cheered about. That's what they've built themselves up to. That's what they've sacrificed for. And I heard the wee girl said, look, I knew I wasn't going to win a medal, but I just wanted to be my personal best. Well, sometimes that's the case. And we should always want to be at our personal best in Christ, living for him, walking with him, running the race along with him, no looking back. The prize that the runners get are temporary. They're always is the next games, and the next games, and the next games. Our prize is a one-off prize. Keep our minds and our hearts fixed in Christ, who holds the prize at the finish line. And you know what the prize is? Himself. Fixing our eyes upon Jesus, the author of our faith. Amen. May the Lord bless you as these few thoughts and and always remember that as we as we run the race, sometimes we run the race in difficult circumstances. Difficult circumstances. It's so important in new beginnings and in our support groups to run the race knowing we're supported and to run the race knowing that Christ is with us in every step of the way in which we go in the long walk, in the long race, in the marathon. Jesus is with us. Amen. Amen.